podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Football Prizes sponsors Club Act 22. Football Prizes gives you the chance to win the very best prizes the beautiful game has to offer. This week you can win a first team squad signed 2022-23 away Rangers shirt. This competition closes at 7.30pm Thursday the 15th of September. Tickets for this cost just £3.56 when you use code CLUBAT22. Go to footballprizes.co.uk or click the link in the description for this podcast to get your tickets. Hi everyone and welcome to Club Live here at Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. I am finally back, back by a bang as well, but I was supposed to be on on Friday night, but um, we all thought, you probably would have seen the socials that um, that Scott posted, that we thought it was um, obviously to postpone it, obviously with the, the sad passing of um, Queen Elizabeth II. So... Um, I hope you understand. I know a lot of the other podcasts did it as well, so we thought it was right to do that as well. Um, for somebody that is the age of 96, it's, it's good going. It's, it's reigned for 70 years, the longest of any British monarch um, and the longest recorder of any female head of state. And now King Charles takes up the position now. So, yeah, it was a sad a sad week, and obviously we're still in a, the week of mourning as well. But I will introduce the guests First of all, Scott Carney, are you glad to have me back? I'm probably no. glad to have. I'm, prob- <laughs> <laughs> I'm probably glad to have you back more than I am to have Rangers back, mate. Let's be honest. Yes. That kind of sums it up over the 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 wee while where you've been away. Um, no, it's it's good to be back. Uh, I, I do have to thank everybody for being so understanding and why we chose to do what why we chose to do what we did. Um, I, it only seemed right to be honest. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's good to be back. But how much I'm looking forward to talking about Rangers, mate? I'm really not sure. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get into. It. I mean, place my holiday started brilliant and ended terrific in terms of Rangers, but um, no, it's um, not. No, that's not do with Rangers. That's because you got too drunk, mate, and fell in the pool, wasn't it? No, nah, to be fair, I was on my best behaviour in the hall. There was one night where the two of us got a wee bit pushed, but um, no, nah, best behaviour. Um, talking about getting pushed, Scotia, we have yourself on board tonight as well. <laughs> Thanks for that, Ali. Cheers. <laughs> yes, how are you? Very well. And last but not least, Ryan. How are we doing today, Ryan? Oh, good, mate. Last time I seen you was your, your only fans. You were dancing naked in Coco Bongos. I don't know if anybody else seen that one. Um, also heard a rumour that you paid £500 for a night out. That must have, must have killed you. I did, Ryan, unfortunately. It was um, Suck the Soleil, which, was it, to be honest, it wasn't my choice of trip to go on, but obviously I had to cave in. And um, it's the only Suck the Soleil in the world. I know people don't really want to hear about this, that has a, has a meal that you sit in. It was actually all right, to be fair, but is it worth that money? I don't know. You're on holiday. You tend to splurge a wee bit. So it was a, it was it was a it was a great holiday. Obviously, as Rangers do, I arrived in Mexico to literally Rangers making the Champions League. So you're up in a high, Ryan. I was in FaceTime with you. You obviously were on quite a high that night, um, and then for there it was downward spiral with Rangers in terms of 
I watched the old firm out there. I saw 60 minutes before I caught my flight of the, the Ajax game, and it was um, it was pretty shocking, to be honest. But before we get on to that, kind of, I'd like to give a shout-out because me and Scotia were supposed to do this about three months ago, and we made an absolute arse of it. But we were out in Partick at the weekend, and we met Benny from Stump's Bar, who the first thing he said to us was, he was watching the podcast with his missus, and we forgot to give him a shout-out. So... Benny, we will give you a shout out in the podcast. And it'd be fair, Stumps Bar. Now, if you're ever down Partick, I've got a, it's like a Rangers Crest Scotia and Rangers shirt. I've kind of recognised as like a Rangers bar now, I think, when we were in talking to them. Yeah, no, they said that, that it's now a Rangers bar. Because I know an awful lot of people that go in there um, down from Helens, but that'll jump into Stumps just before getting the train back home and things. So um, it's a great wee bar. Um, quite a historical as well, in terms of where it is, obviously, quite close to the. Um, Partick uh, cricket ground where the first yeah. international was held. Yeah, no, very true, very true. Um, so sorry about that, Benny, but we've given you the shout out now. So hopefully you are watching with your good lady. But yeah, we'll just get into it. Obviously, it's obviously the game was was cancelled at, at the weekend there for for good reasons and potentially has helped us to be honest. But just recapping, obviously, I've not been on the podcast for for a good few weeks now, but recapping on the last I know I, I, I listened to you guys and fair play is for coming on to be honest because that, that, that was hard to take those last two games um Carney obviously the dust is settled now we have not played Aberdeen at the weekend which I had the utter fear of doing um how are you I kind of week down the line from those two last games <laughs> I'm fine doctor um to be honest, mate, uh, God, it feels like such a long time since you've been on a podcast. Yeah, like, I know it does. And I think that kind of sums up how the last kind of couple of weeks have went in terms of being a Rangers fan. It was, uh, aye, um, I kind of, I would never, I don't mean in, in this in any ill manner at all, but it was almost a blessing in disguise getting a break from it this weekend, genuinely, because the, the last two the last two games were hard, really, really difficult, and um, I thank the, the lads for doing it, um, but for, for Scotia and Ryan to come on after day two, um, after the two defeats like that, it's hard, really hard to do, it is, it's a difficult podcast to do and try to bring yourself uh, bring yourself up for it. Um, obviously, the events of what's happened kind of kind of blurred everything a wee bit, I suppose, and it's all became a wee bit. Everybody's not really sure how they're meant to be feeling, etc. But I think probably um, yesterday when we decided that we were going to come live again tonight, I started to think about Rangers again and started to think, okay, we're we're, we're coming into Wednesday night, and uh no, no matter what anybody tells me, the last two performances really only to me highlighted the biggest bigger problems within the club and I, I don't want to be pure ultimately negative on this podcast but there is problems here uh, there is I, whether Gio's the man to to rectify them is going to remain to be seen but I think it goes deeper than than him uh, and it's something that we've, we've kind of briefly discussed on different reaction pods as well and um I think it was I think we done a club deck corner I think but we kind of had a conversation about that kind of stuff last week and yeah it was it's not been ideal, mate. It really hasn't been ideal. There is um, serious issues, I think, that need addressed. And look, Wednesday night is maybe a maybe a good thing, maybe a bad thing. I think taking Saturday out probably did help us. <clears throat> you can look at Wednesday night in two ways. One, Napoli did very well against Liverpool. Um, it's going to be another tough game. However, 
Rangers at home um, in Europe tend to play pretty well and what a chance for these players to try and rectify something, try and point the ship in the right direction um, because right now it isn't going isn't going anywhere and if it's going anywhere it's going backwards so yeah, I'm sure tomorrow mate, it'll, it'll kick into me um, and even now I suppose if we're sitting doing this it has started to kick into me but yeah uh, you picked a great couple of weeks mate to not be in this country <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean I watched every game out there, um, watched the Ross County game which was to me was routine it's Ross County, it should be like that I'll be honest, the Queen of the South game for me was, I know you boys were was uh, in the press box for that, which looked brilliant, but that game was woeful, absolutely woeful. And to, it kind of highlighted to me a wee bit that game that the strength and depth in our squad isn't great because you, there's a lot of boys in that game there that very, very poor. And it was bringing young lads on, McCann, who shone for 10 minutes, whatever it was, end of the game. And then it rolled into the old firm, which for me, I watched it half six in the morning out the balcony and I was told to try and keep my language to a minimum, which um, didn't last very long, to be honest. Um, but I, th- I thought Rangers were symbolic, embarrassing, pathetic. They just... Uh, he's not learned lessons from last February. It was a carbon copy, copy-paste. And then the worrying thing, and I know you touched on it there, Karen, and I think you touched on it on your on your post matches was you're saying we've got Wednesday night coming up. Usually at Ibrooks Rangers play well, we get a reaction, etc. The worrying thing for me, and I, I think it was yourself that said that, and I said to Scotia as well in the pub at the weekend, was usually after a defeat against Celtic when we go into Europe, and I'll come to you, um, Ryan, we usually get a reaction from them, and there was nothing. I think you said it was a copy and paste job again against Ajax, and it was for me. They looked like scared wee boys in that park. No leadership. They just looked, they looked like they chucked it after a goal. And I don't know, me and you, Ryan, do a couple of our own wee chat. Sometimes we are quite pessimistic, but um, I think there's something seriously wrong with this football team at the moment. And um, I am worried about it, if I'm being honest. Sorry to bring it a bit negative as I've just come on, but... I need, to, I need to call it as I see. I don't think I've really... Sorry, Ryan, I don't think I've thought this through putting Ali as host tonight, to be honest, mate. He's steering us down a dark road here. <laughs> I'll bring it back, don't worry. See, the thing is, Alistair, to give you, give you credit and to give us all credit, what is there to be positive about just now? Mm. I hate being mm. that guy, but what is there to be positive about? Yes, Rangers need to dig themselves out of this, but there's... There's very little to pull on just now. There really is very little to pull on. Apart from cross your fingers and hope it takes a turn, which it can. But yeah, I was... We were all sitting in the pod before the Ajax game saying, yeah, that was a disgrace against Celtic. However, I think we all said, you wouldn't be surprised if we went to Amsterdam to get a result. And that's because you've seen this so many times from this Rangers team where they have a disappointing performance and... They come out of the traps or they just feel they have a point to prove. And the little that I did see of that Ajax game is a concern for me as well. It's a concern for me as well, the application of the players. Desire, everything I speak, always speak about and say to my kids about playing football. It's the simple, simple aspects of your game you have to get in place. And if Rangers, I've seen it all season though, it's a consistent theme. Ali, I've seen it domestically. I've seen it against Livingston where I thought, it wasn't looking right. I've seen it against Hibs where it was just slow, lacklustre. 
no urgency to get the ball back, no urgency on the ball either. And unfortunately, it's a consistent theme at the moment, which does have to change. Um, I know you're going to Gio's, Gio's uh, press conference and whatever, but he seems to be happy what he's seen on the training pitch. He just doesn't, he isn't getting a reaction on the pitch on a Saturday. And that has to change. That has to take a, a total U-turn um, because they are miles off it, of miles off of finishing anywhere near that lot at the top just now and miles off of if you play like in the Champions League, you'll get torn apart. Absolutely torn apart because the quality of team we are playing is not no disrespect to Europa League. It's not Europa League sides we're playing where you will get away with an odd bad night like Leipzig, like I don't know who else where you can get away with just losing one 0 and take teams back to Ibrox. If you have a bad night and you don't leave it out in the park, you will get four goals taken off you, minimum. Minimum. And it and it gives me a fear because even my players like John Lundstrom, I'm seeing a lack of a lack of something with him, which is so disappointing. And um it's obviously the rumours have been flying about about Geo handing his notice in, fallouts with players, fallouts in the dressing rooms. The truth is none of us know. They're all WhatsApp rumours and social media rumours. None of us know. But there's definitely something wrong, Ali. There's definitely something wrong. And I worry that the players aren't buying into Van der Rockenkoff's style of play. That's what I think it is. And um, if that is the case, then we could be in for a long season. Yeah, I mean, Scotia reminds me a couple of points there in terms of you look as far back as Livingston, Hibs. I agree, there's been red flags all this season in terms of Rangers and it just came to those two games that we've just witnessed when the, in the Celtic game and uh, Ajax. And, well, I mean, we discussed it in the pub at the weekend, Scotia, but I, I, just, I just think we're miles off it. I honestly think, and it, and it pains me to say it, but I can honestly see them cantering this league, absolutely cantering it, because they look like they know what they're doing, they've got an identity, they can bring a player out, bring a player in, you don't really notice a difference. At, the, at this point in time, we look clueless, we're slow, predictable, and it's been like that all season. Yeah, we get away that Ibrox played St. Johnson, Kilmarnock, Ross County, we've got Dungeon United come out the weekend. We get away against these teams at Ibrox, but the away form for me is abysmal. And Van Bronckhorst's record since he's come in in the league in particular has been terrible. Um, what's your kind of thoughts on it? Yeah, the last two games have not been great at all, have they? They've um, really kind of rammed at home that we're not we're not playing that great at the minute. Um, I thought after the Celtic game, it was really deflated after that, really angry with how we played, didn't show up, didn't show even a wee bit of passion or determination to get anything. Going to the Ajax game thinking, right, show us that you can do this, and they go out and put in a, another really poor, gutless performance. And I think I'd read a stat that that's the... I wasn't even born the last time that Rangers conceded four goals consecutively in matches. I think it was in 83, I think we played Aberdeen a couple of times and we beat 4-0 and 4-1 back-to-back. That, that's just done it there with Gio. And I've made the point in the pod last week as well that I think Gerrard has never lost a game by more than two goals, whereas that's Gio now on a few occasions lost by more than three or more goals. And it's um, it's not fun. Um, really poor, like... That team that went out on um, last Wednesday against Ajax, Baring Lawrence was pretty much the exact same team that went out and played so well against PSV. It's really difficult to understand what's going wrong. Um, I think it's a, a lot of things 
stuff happening higher up on the board and things. Everything's just kind of brewing into this perfect storm of we're not very great at the moment. Um, yeah, I was so despondent after the Celtic game. The Ajax game, I think a couple of days after it, I could, you know, you can hold your hands up and say, yes, they're a far better team than us. But it was the lack of um, hunger that we showed in that game um, wasn't good enough for me. Yeah, it's uh, it's not been great to be honest. But kind of moving forward, I mean, I'll be honest. I just caught Gio's presser as we come on here at the end, and he was asked the question, and he's basically said that as kind of Ryan's alluded to, he's got his philosophy, and that's it. He's going to keep to similar to him when Warburton was in, and it's Plan A, and we'll just make Plan A better. It's, it's going down those kind of roads again. I'll come to you, Ryan. Do you think he'll tinker with it, or do you just think he's quite stubborn and he's going to continue with this? Honestly, I don't think he'll tinker with it. I don't think he'll tinker with his team, and I don't think he'll tinker with his tactics. I know that's not what people want to hear, but I don't. I think he comes across very much like very much like Walter Smith was, where he's stubborn and he doesn't care what anyone else says. That's his way. These are his players. He believes in it, and, and that's it at the end of the day, and he'll love and die by it. And I think he's stubborn. So, yeah, football's a funny game. It can turn quickly. Somebody can put a performance in and it lifts the players. Or you get one of those games where it's a draw and you win at the last minute and it lifts the players' confidence. That's what they need. They need something like that. They need a result tomorrow night to lift the players' confidence and the fans. But in terms of in Broncos, I don't, I don't see him changing it because I think he believes that he... I believe him when he says in the press conference he thinks he's got the right squad and he thinks he's got the right players. I believe him when he says that. Yes, at the moment I'm worried that he thinks that because I don't see it. But someone made a point, I think it was CGM, about Pep Guardiola could not improve Kent's finishing. So I, And I'm not singling out players at the moment, but I'm just using an example. Pep Guardiola could not improve Kent's finishing, so why do we think Gio can? See, the thing for me with that comment is Van Bronckhorst obviously has faith in Ryan Kent because... Ryan Kent's contract's running down by the day, still not signed. I believe he can talk to clubs in January. Why have we not moved this guy on? Why have we not said, listen, go and find a club? Because if you're not signing, move on, because he's not shown it on the park. Whereas Goldson, who has not shown it on the park, did commit his future to Rangers, so he gets leeway. But there is concerns throughout Geo's tactics and his team selection and and his signings at the moment. And it's again hard to draw any positive from it, but we're being real here. We're being true to ourselves if we didn't speak like this. And yes, great, grave, great concerns about Van Bronckhorst at the moment. Yeah. I mean, Carney, moving forward, there's a lot of players are getting in the neck. Ryan Kent's one that gets it quite a lot, to be honest. But my my thinking on it is if you bring Ryan Kent out, who'd you bring in? And, and it goes back to the squad in terms of, it's not good enough. You've got Matondo, who, yeah, we'll need to give the boy time, but I mean, he looks like a Sakala part two. Yilmaz, to me, Barisic has been our best player the last couple of games. So you can't drop Barisic for me. I know Yilmaz has to start at one point because we spent money on him. Davies, he was on the bench. When's he going to start? So it's all right dropping these guys, but who do you bring in? Who have we actually got that we've actually paid money for that you would bring in and probably improve that squad? Apart from the young boys, which is a road you could go down, but a dangerous road at the same time. 
Yeah, I think you you, you kind of made the made the point there for me, mate. Not like you, to be honest, mate. But I, I, that is the point. Is I understand, I do, I get people's frustration with Kent. I'm frustrated with him as well. But who, 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 honestly, are you going to play over over him? And Kent knows this. Do you know what I mean? Kent is well aware of this. Kent knows that there's nobody to come in and replace him. Same as Golchin, same as Tavernier. These guys know there is nobody to replace them. I mean, you won't drop them, no matter how poor a form they are. And Golchin has been shocking all season. He's not started. Same as Tavernier. Tav's not. I mean, okay, it's now came out that Tav's obviously been nursing an injury for quite a while. We don't know any detail of it. We don't know if he's actually going to be fully fit. I know he was back in full training today, but we don't know if he's actually fully fit or not. But there's nobody to replace these guys. And um, I would love for wholesale changes to happen. Not wholesale, maybe not a bit too drastic. There's obviously some elements of the, the team that are going to need to remain for quality reasons more than anything else. But uh, I, I would drop Kent, but who am I playing over him? Sakala? Definitely not. Scott Wright? Definitely not. Matondo is the only one, really, that you can you can play in his place. And uh, I can't believe these words are about to come out of my mouth, but they're going to, and Scotia is going to have a very big smile on his face. Do you remember a guy called Yanis Hadji? Do you remember him? Remember him? Can can you imagine what Yanis Hadji would have been able to add to this team right now? And that's that's kind of frightening because at the start of the transfer window, we were talking about moving him on. But what I would give to have a player like him and an about to, to kind of free up Tiltman a wee bit as well. And <clears throat> look, Yanis Hadji's never going to be quick. He's never going to be a, a direct winger, but he is effective at times when he plays off that right-hand side. So, I mean, there is the depth in the team is it's the my biggest concern. It is my biggest concern. And again, without it's a Rangers podcast, but it was just it was just highlighted with a big massive spotlight in, in the old form game. It's just the difference in the depth in teams. I mean, it's really unbelievable. Especially Kyogo goes off and they bring on um what's his name? Somebody tell me his name. Yakamakis. They bring him on and the guy's scoring like fifteen goals a season, twenty goals a season. We just don't have that option. Same as Kamar Roof. Where is Kamar Roof? What is where where is Holanda? Why are we not being told these things? Where are these guys? What's going on? Um it's just this kind of constant guessing game. I know there's a certain element that Gio likes to keep his, his cards close to his chest, but there's uh, the silence is deafening at times. Um, and again, I've seen another comment as well. Um, perspective is needed when you see the quality, uh, the price difference in Ajax and the quality, uh, the quality and price that an Ajax midfield cost compared to others. I get that. I'm not saying Rangers should have went out Ajax and won 4 now. I'm not saying that, but I cannot put up with not having 100% effort, not having 100% wanting to put yourself through everything that you can. That is the fundamental of a Rangers team. It really is. It's as simple as that. If you're not willing to do that, then there's problems. And that comes from the top down. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> negativity, man. <laughs> negativity, yeah, but... I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it is what it is. You've got to call it as you see it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would have loved to come on tonight and have a, a fantastically positive podcast, but... <laughs> Like we say, I mean, we've always said for day one, but we'll never sugarcoat in this podcast. We're not going to come on and no. try and make it sound a bit better than what it is because, it, let's be honest, at the moment, there is really very, there's not very many positives coming out of iBooks at the moment. And you could get down to the board, ticket prices. I mean, they released tickets recently to 
to my years, I seen some of the tickets was like seventy one quid or whatever it was. I was like, oh, I don't start with ticket prices. I know I'm not going to go down there. I don't. I'm not going to go down. But that's a horrible, horrible dark road. Yeah, I know, I know. But it's like, come on, man. But yeah, Scotia, you're a man that's very positive on this podcast. So we'll end, we'll end on you before we go to the the promo there. But um, you can bring a bit of positivity in. These guys who we've signed in the summer. When do they come into the team? And I'm talking about, I know we've spent money on wise Like I say, Barisic for me can't be dropped because he's he's our best player at the moment, which is, sounds bizarre saying that, to be honest. Um, Davies, Davies, Matondo, these type of players, are they good enough or does he just not fancy them? I know Davies obviously had an injured. And... Uh, it's not been great, the fact that you've got all these new signings sitting in the bench and sometimes not even been on the bench. Because if you look at our team from the transfers that have come in, the only ones that you can really say have contributed anything to the team has been Cholak, Tillman and Lawrence up until he got his, got his injury. Um, the other ones haven't haven't really featured at all. Um, now obviously, some of that's down for di- different reasons, but it's I don't know if I think I can really be too positive. Because the, the big concern I had, see, after the, the game against Celtic, the big concern I had is I looked at what the team would be like for the Ajax game and I couldn't really see how he would change it yeah. without bringing in some of the, the younger players. And like you say, you know, if you're good enough, you're old enough kind of things, the mantra, but you've got to be careful with, with younger players that you don't bring them in and get them absolute, let them absolutely you know, fall to pieces when the rest of the team are playing really poor, poorly around about them. Because I think, I was thinking that CM Everton last season were really, really poor and Lampard was never playing Patterson. Now, I think he was being quite sensible and not playing Patterson at that point because the team were so bad that it can it can bring a player down and not develop them. But it's it's worrying that we've not got anyone that you can look at to come in and kind of get the team going because all the injuries we've got at the minute are worrying. Lawrence being out, I think, is a huge, massive loss. Like He would have been perfect for that old firm game, I think, and it's just unfortunate that he's out. Um, I sorry, I can't really be too positive at the minute because it, it has been so for sake, Scotia. For sake, man. Uh, you got one job, Scotia. Come on. <laughs> one job, Scotia. Well, I don't know. Well, we'll bring some positivity now because it's time for a a word from our sponsors, Manscaped. It is my favorite time of the day to read this. So our friends at Manscaped just brought the ultra smooth package to Europe. Everyone knows by now that the Lawnmower 4.0 is the best electric shave for your balls. But if you're looking for a closer shave or prefer to go completely bare down there, then the Ultra Smooth Package is a perfect set. It's time to shave that bush of yours and get right to the roots by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUB at 22. The Ultra Smooth Package is a specialized shaving kit to help you buff, protect, and smooth your most sensitive areas. It includes crop shaver razor. Crop, oh, ah, you caught me there. Crop exfoliator <laughs> and crop gel. <laughs> I said that. I'm not going to say that. The Manscaped Ultra Smooth Package <laughs> is a three step kit to make your package the perfect package. It's time to get up and close in person with the best tools for the job. The Ultra Smooth Package from Manscaped. Get 20% off free shipping with the code CLUB at 22 at manscaped.com. What will your balls do? They oh, all thank you. And I, I, when I was believe, reading that, I can't yeah. believe you've seen that. Honestly, see oh, that? Gutted, gutted. Mate. I thought, for folk in the comments, there was a couple of <laughs> couple of things that they put into my. Um, it's like when I say Ron Burgundy, he, he reads everything on it. 
Carney thinks oh. I'm Ron Burgundy, and <laughs> I was nearly done there. And you I've seen it at the last me. moment. You were nearly so, done there. Well aye. done, mate. Well done. Yeah. So, oh, aye. So that that's lightened the mood in the podcast. That. Yeah. So. Yes, thank you very much for that, and I look forward to the next Manscaped promotion. There we go. So, moving on, more positivity. We've got Napoli coming to Ibrox tomorrow night. Should have been, obviously, um, tonight. Um, obviously, it was moved due to the Queen, obviously still in Edinburgh at the moment, police resources, etc. Um, they have released, everyone got an email from Rangers today about the turnstiles open at half six. They have said in that Scotia, which we've been saying for donkeys, that they've said folk in a club deck and Governor's Corner to go early because they've obviously experienced large queues in the last few games, um, which obviously we all sit in a club deck except Ryan, and the queues for that at times is ridiculous. Um, I don't think some people understand they can use all the turnstiles for the club deck all the way down rather than just one specific one, which I still think the club should tell people because they'll queue in the one queue. Um, so they've said about that. The other the other big kind of thing is there's going to be no Champions League music tomorrow night and the centre circle display won't be there either apparently. So it'll be a bit bizarre. It's the first Champions League game proper back at Ibox. I know we had it for the... Um, the PSV game at Ibrox, but this is obviously back in the big stage and it'll be a minute silence and they'll they'll play the the national anthem. So, Carney, it's um, understand, obviously, because it's, it's massive news, obviously, with the Queen, but slightly disappointing that our first game back, we don't get here in the music. And the other disappointment, which we can kind of touch on quickly as well, is there's going to be no away fans. I feel sorry for the Napoli fans who booked flights, hotels to come to come to Glasgow to come and support their team, which will add to the atmosphere, especially in that that area which they'll be in, and vice versa. All the Rangers fans going across there to police resources. Yes, I, I still, I still don't see why they can't come and be in that ground because I don't think it's fair on them and I don't think it's fair on the Rangers fans, but. What's your thoughts? And obviously the no Champions League music and obviously with the no away fans tomorrow night, it'll be a bit <clears> different. Yeah, it will be very different. Um I, I look I completely understand the the kind of the kind of showing of respect around the, the whole idea. Uh I don't understand we could have done the music, we could have had the centre display, we could have had a minute silence all at the same time. I don't really understand the the thinking behind it. All, all I do know is um I've heard on the radio and stuff that, that apparently there's going to be no music at any any grounds um, coming out that in Britain. Anyway, there won't be any of the music, and that is what it is. Unfortunately, it is a wee bit unfortunate, but I can totally understand that. In terms of the away fans thing, eh, God, man. Um, now I can completely understand a lack of police resources, etc., due to the, the what's going on right now. Again, I completely understand that in terms of um, of Britain. Um, I mean, you could have limited how many were going to come, um, more than just cut them all out altogether. Uh, and it's not ideal. It really isn't. I think what's worse is the away leg thing. Um, as no fans allowed to go to Napoli, I just can't. I can't fathom any sort of reason why this is part of sporting fairness. Is that what it is? Sporting fairness? Um, no, it's treating treating fans again like um, 
like they're nothing, like they don't matter, like their their commitments, their their desire to follow their club all over the world is that means nothing. It really does mean nothing, and it looks like the club did very little to fight back on it, which again is not really surprising the way the club is being run right now. Again, negativity is oozing out of me, um, but I, I feel that. The home, the home tie without any fans, mate. It's without any away fans. It's just, it's not what you want. The, the, these Champions League games are all about the noise, the atmosphere, the different fans coming. Um, some of the displays you see from the away fans that come in Europe are spectacular, and you're like, look at this and the different noise that it makes, the different atmosphere it creates. It's all what's part of being Europe, as I said. The the home. Ty tomorrow night. I'm, I'm I can kind of understand that more than I can understand the the Napoli decision. I it, again, it just baffles me why that decision was made. I just don't think it's. I don't think what a couple of thousand Rangers fans in the Napoli stadium would have made a great difference compared to what you're actually going out to out there. So I think it's all a bit of a. I think it's all a bit of a farce, mate. And uh, yeah, uh, I see people will lose out on money here, I would imagine. I think there's already people talking about just going to Napoli for a couple of nights just because they've already booked it. So no, it's um it's not great, mate. It really isn't great. But look without opening a can of worms, this is this board, mate. This is just this is what they are. It's what they'll do. I know UEFA are UEFA are obviously the more the more to be um angry at or to be disappointed at, but the, the, doesn't look like the club have really tried to push for their away fans to to get over to Napoli. Um, but and again, like it all comes back to UEFA, mate. Let's let's be honest. And UEFA is UEFA is not a podcast on its own. UEFA is like a a series of podcasts. The way that that's run, um, fans don't matter to UEFA. They never will, and it doesn't make a difference. We we sometimes think that Rangers Rangers board doesn't care about um, us. <laughs> UEFA certainly don't care about any fan anywhere. Yeah, I mean Ryan, you're a man that's on this podcast been champion the the mob from the other side of the city. You get the full broom loan back at Ibrox because it adds to the atmosphere. Obviously, we've had big European ties at Ibrox over the years. The away fans add to that especially with some of the displays they do. Um, I always think back to, oh, who was the team we played in Europa League a couple of years ago and they had let the flares off in the 70 minutes and we had to stop the game and everything. Like at Warsaw? Yeah, st- stuff like that. I think it just adds a bit of atmosphere. It's a bit, I, I like stuff like that. Um, obviously, you were looking at possibly going to Napoli as well. Um, what's your kind of thoughts on it? Just the same as everyone else. Really disappointed, I think, again, we are looking as fans for something to look forward to. Champions League music, big European tie, well, not tie, big European game tomorrow night. And the away fans for me is is something I love. I've always loved it since the 90s, since going with my dad. And I love the away fans being there. I love seeing just different kind of fans, different songs. I think it gets, I think it generates the atmosphere at Ibrox. I think Ibrox can generate its own atmosphere, but away fans play a huge part in that. I, I do believe that because it gets it, get, it gets us up for it. And when you hear the away fans, like I've said, when you hear them, when you're queuing to get into Ibrox, it's a great feeling. It gets the hair in the, hairs in the back of my neck going. So I'm really disappointed. And yeah, I had, I had Naples. I had my Airbnb booked in Naples. I didn't book the flights, thankfully. But I had my Airbnb booked and I was kind of hoping to go there. But there's no chance. I know there's some fans still going. There's no chance I am going to... 
a city like Naples without a Rangers having enough proper away support because that's kind of sick. That's the kind of city you get capped from a made guy alley. Uh, not marking a not marking a place for a for a holiday. But um yeah, very disappointed and like I said, I was looking forward to the Champions League music and something just to get get my fire going. And I worry about the atmosphere tomorrow night. Negative again. I do worry that there's not gonna be that roar and that whole buzz of being in the Champions League. I worry that that's not gonna be there tomorrow night because of the way things are going because the music's not there and because there's no away fans. And I think this team have a lot on their hands to get this crowd going tomorrow night. Yeah, no, Scotia Ryan makes a good point. I know it's been a fairly negative podcast on this, apart from my Manscaped promo readout. But um, <laughs> yeah, without the Champions League music tomorrow night, eh, that's that's what you it's not, it's not what you go for, but it adds to it's that you, the hairs in the back of your neck stand up when you hear that that the roar you get Ibrooks. You've seen all the videos on YouTube going all the way back to the the nineties, and, and you've you've seen it all. But tomorrow night will be an unusual atmosphere again with the away fans too. Um, like Ryan, do you, do you think it might be slightly subdued from what it would have been? Well, see the decision not to play the Champions League music. I actually think it's the correct decision because the Champions League music is pretty much a rip-off of Zadok the Priest, which was written by Handel for King George II's coronation. Right. Um, and obviously, this is going to be a, there's going to be a minute silence for the Queen, obviously passing. Um, going to be quite a somber, somber experience. I know that Rangers have come out with a statement earlier on tonight saying that you know, we'll be singing the national anthem right after the minute silence, but I don't think UEFA are overly happy with that. But, you know, we'll sing, we'll sing it if, if we can. Um, the right thing to do. So I do think it's going to be quite a sombre, very strange kind of atmosphere to the game, kind of getting our chance to kind of pay our respects to our late majesty. Um, yeah, the away fans not being there again. I don't know, is that them looking at Napoli fans and maybe giving them a reputation that's not fully deserved? I don't know. I, I don't think Italian teams tend to take massive amounts of away fans like British clubs would or like German clubs, Northern European clubs that seem to take quite a quite a travelling away sport with them. Um, it's going to be a strange experience without the music. I feel sorry for folk that had were successful in tickets for Napoli or like Ryan that have been booked, booked things and were looking to get something because that's a bit of a downer. Um, that would have been a great stadium to go and watch, watch the football in. Um, yeah, it's going to be a strange experience tomorrow night. Yeah, no, I will be. It's always good to have you, Scotia, for a bit of history because you can always add a wee bit of background to why he's, Honestly, see, sometimes he's in, his intelligence is frightening sometimes. He just pulls things at the back and I'm yes. like, whoa! I'm Neil Oliver, the historian, honestly. It's <laughs> <laughs> but no, getting into the game, lads, obviously the the presser was literally just before we come on. I think it was just after six o'clock it came on YouTube today, but the big team news, we'll start with the team news. Um, he talked about, he, I, somebody asked about Morelos and he basically said Morelos has learned from being left out the team and he's going to give him a headache in terms of who's going to play up front. So obviously we'll call on the teams, but the, the big kind of news in terms of team news was Tav is available. The weekend, obviously not playing has helped him, so he's available and he's, he's trained. But the biggest one that's come out of it and I've listened to your boys' podcast the last since the Celtic game on this one. 
I'll come to you, Ryan. John McLaughlin was not seen at training today. He was asked a question and he's injured from the last game. So I would assume Shagger comes back into goal um, for tomorrow night. Are you happy about that? I, I'll i just give my quick tuppence worth in McLaughlin. I'll hold my hands up. I said at the beginning of the season, I thought he was good enough to be the Rangers one, number one. I thought he could. But from what I've seen of him, I think he's number two. I'll hold my hands up and say I was wrong at the beginning of the season. Um, I think Rangers went down the cheap option, but Gene McGregor, the, the year's contract. I don't think McGregor's the, the solution. I think he could be a short-term one, possibly, but that's something we'll need to look at in January. But, Brian, obviously, Shagger and goal tonight. What's your thought? Tomorrow night, sorry. What's your thoughts? I'm delighted. I'm delighted because I think he should have played against Ajax. Um, again, I hate I hate slating players individually, but McLaughlin didn't have his best day at the office today at Celtic Park. And that, for me, his confidence would have been shattered. And there's no way for me he should have played against Ajax. I love Alan McGregor. I think he is a good enough goalkeeper to play for us this season. And yeah, we concede, as I've said in the group chat and the pod a few times about McGregor's been slated for us conceding goals at corners. And he has made a few mistakes, but who hasn't in that Rangers team? But by God, Alan McGregor, we, we, so, we take him for granted that some of the saves he had in that Europa League run were ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And He'll be more than ready to play tomorrow night. I've no concerns about it. Yes, I would have bought a goalkeeper, but that, the window's shut. There's no point in crying over spilt milk. We have got McGregor now, and I, I foresee him being our number one for the foreseeable future. Ali, I do. I think I expect him to put a performance in as he usually does, and I don't see McLaughlin coming back in goals for us, and I agree McLaughlin is a, a number two goalkeeper. Yeah. Carney, uh, just be like Shagger to come in tomorrow night and put on a world-class display that gets us the three points. You could see that he's just that type of keeper. He's big nights as for Alan McGregor. That's he thrives on it. And yeah, it'll be good to see him between the six tomorrow night. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I'm <laughs> maybe not going to come out and say, good, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad he's injured. I don't mean it like that, but uh, I know Ryan didn't actually mean it like that. Or maybe, I don't know, I'm not putting words in, uh, in his mouth. Um, but this has just done Gio a massive favour, has it not? I mean, let's be honest, uh, the change was required. Uh, again, cards on the table, same as you, Ali, mate. I was calling for McLaughlin to start over McGregor. Uh, I thought it was time to make the change, and I think we let ourselves believe that McLaughlin was good enough to be a number one, and I, I agree with Ryan. I don't think he is. I think he's a number two. He's a backup keeper. He's a, a domestic cup keeper, uh, if you like. I, I don't think he's good enough for what we, what we want. Look, <clears throat> it was a shocker of a display on um, in the old firm. I mean, really bad. He played much better. It uh, wouldn't have been hard, but he played much better against Ajax, even though he conceded four goals. Again, I watched that back for my sins, and he did make a few decent saves, but I cannot wait to see Al McGregor back. <laughs> I generally cannot wait to see him back. He's craziness, everything about him. He'll probably get sent off for fly-kicking somebody in the neck or something ridiculous like that, but it will be good to see him back. Uh, I think if there's a, a game made for Alan McGregor, it's a, a game like this. This is what he's built to do. He's built to, to stop shots and... The, the argument was with um, McLaughlin and um, McGregor that oh, McLaughlin will come for crosses and McGregor won't. 
the argument was always put forward that McGregor never came for crosses, and I suppose he didn't. But since McLaughlin's became number one, McLaughlin's also did very little of coming for crosses. It's not really happened. And that's probably due to the disastrous way that we decide to defend corners, which is, again, baffling um, at times, really is, that we don't have one player that seems that can win an aerial battle. There, There isn't one. But in terms of McGregor, mate, I have absolutely no concerns at all about seeing him in goal tomorrow night. Yeah, I think Ryan's made the point in this podcast a few times that this, this, I think he calls it a, what was it, Ryan, like a theory or a, a myth of like McGregor was the, the cause of these goals. And you look to this season and go, probably bang on, to be honest, because it's our defence that kind of deal with these balls coming into the box. So yep. maybe it's not down to McGregor. So, Scotia, you made a point to me in the pub, and I think you made a point in the podcast that you don't think it's helped McLaughlin. Alan McGregor getting that contract um, because he's still there. Do you think that plays in the back of his head, McLaughlin, that McGregor's still there in terms of if he wasn't there, he could possibly go on? And Yeah, I think it's had a massive impact on it because, you know, with McGregor, it's, this is kind of shows the kind of bad management from the sort of higher up on the board and things in terms of offering McGregor that contract because you were just teeing everything up for this situation to arrive arise that McLaughlin has a terrible game against Celtic and people are automatically screaming for McGregor to come in. So I don't think it's really helped with that happening because like we said at that um, Scottish Cup final when McGregor came off the bench, you know, that did seem like his last game for Rangers. Um, he's now obviously got this opportunity coming up now that McLaughlin's injured, which is another concern. Lucas, we've got another player on the injury bench now, just piling them up all the time at the minute, it seems. Um, I've not listened to Gio's press conference, so I, I don't know how bad he said it was or anything like that. Didn't say really. No. So we don't know how long that going to go on for. Obviously, the international break's coming up after the game at the weekend there, so that maybe gives players time to get back to fitness. But, yeah, I've got no problem. Well, McGregor coming in, it's going to be interesting to see how McGregor gets on, given the fact that he's been sitting on the bench for played the last played Yeah, well, he's obviously not. played in that yeah. game. But it'll be interesting to see with a team is with the quality that Napoli have got. It'll be interesting to see how how McGregor copes with that because we've made the made the comment that McGregor's not getting any younger. So the fact that he's not been playing regularly gives me a wee bit of trepidation in terms of him coming in because um, we'll just need to wait and see. But I, I do think that McGregor can come in and put in, a, in an absolutely fantastic performance. Um, but we'll just need yeah. to wait and see in that one. Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't surprise me, Alan McGregor, putting in a performance tomorrow. He's made his career in that, to be honest. So, but moving oh, on to Napoli. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, just before we move on from McGregor, see, I wonder what your views are on this. Do you think it's underestimated or under... See the likes of Alan McGregor, who demands these standards from the players. You see him on the pitch at the games. He's probably over-enthusiastic, if he is crazy. <laughs> he is constantly rolling at them. <laughs> And see if you're having a shocker at Celtic Park and you are getting pulled left, right and centre. I'm not having a go at McLaughlin. I'm just saying I don't see this in his mould. When McGregor is rolling at the players, and I can imagine what he's rolling at, he demands the standards like don't dare get torn apart from them, don't dare concede another goal. And I think that's... I don't think um, enough can be said about a player who's doing that on the pitch, and I think we do miss that from McGregor. Yeah, And I'll, I'll welcome it tomorrow because I'm not saying Rangers wouldn't get beat 4-0 from Celtic or 4-0 from Ajax if McGregor was playing. I'm just saying that kind of player, that kind of thing, for the defence especially because how badly they're playing just now, 
I think somebody like that behind you keeps the standards up or at least keeps you on your toes a bit. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good point, Ryan. I mean, it pains me to say it, but you look ahead, you look to the other side of the city with, with Joe Hart and goal, and he's he's a prime example of you hear you see him screaming all the time at their back line. So yeah, McLaughlin to me is is quieter. He's not he's, he's no Alan McGregor. <laughs> but I don't think anyone will be Alan McGregor. But I take the point in terms of um what McGregor does to that back line. But moving on to Napoli, um Obviously, Scotia's a, Scotia loves his Italian football. I know you've watched Italian football as well, Ryan. But the manager, Luciano Spalletti, who took over from our, uh, our man, Reno Gattuso, in May 2021, they are well, they're actually top of Serie A on goal difference at the moment, um, along with Atlanta and AC Milan. They played six, won four, drawn two. Um, obviously, they beat Liverpool 4-1. In the first game of the group stage, I only saw bits of that when I was at the airport before I went to board. I seen they missed a penalty. Scotia, you're not only a historian expert on this podcast, you're also an Italian expert, which Carney loves, especially when it comes to Italian <laughs> gins. But um, give us just a bit be, of care- be careful where this conversation goes here, right? Scotia, we're talking about Napoli, the football team. We're not talking about the time you went to Italy and had a few tours around a few cities, mate. We're talking football, okay, mate? Yeah, well, right, okay. like I say, Scotia, as as the Italian expert on this podcast and Ryan's your <laughs> assistant to that, um, you've obviously seen a bit of Napoli, you know they're danger men. Um, tell the listeners and the guys in the comments about Napoli and, and how you think they'll set up. Well, Napoli, I mean, I'm assuming an awful lot of folk will have seen their game against Liverpool last week and they were frightening. I missed the first 30 minutes because we were doing the, doing the post-match with Carney right after the game, but I've went back and watched it and they were out the traps. They were brilliant that first half in Napoli. They have got so many, so many good players. I mean, obviously they lost quite a few big players in the summer. Koulibaly went to Chelsea and Signey left to go to Toronto, I think it was. He moved to. But you look at their team and their front three are frightening. Um, you've got probably one of Raspadori or Simone, um, Giovanni Simone will play up front, I think. But you've also then got Politano and I'm going to call him Faradona, because I don't think I could pronounce his, his real name. Because that's the winger saying, they've like, got that nobody can pronounce. Yes, yes. So I'll yeah. go with Faradona because that's the that's the nickname he's been given. He's been given Maradona a nickname in respect of me, Maradona. Um, he's been really good this season for them. Um, yeah, they call him the Georgian Lionel Messi as well. Um, they signed him from a, a, a Georgian team um, in the summer, and yeah, he's really impressed when he's come in. They're good. They've obviously got De Lorenzo as their, you know, fullback, one of the fullbacks who, again, back in the Euros a few years back, um, when he was playing for Italy, he really impressed me. Had a really good tournament that year. Yeah, they they do give me the fear going forward because they're similar to Ajax in terms of the way that they play, sort of 4 3 3. Um, yeah, they've got a lot of quality. And they, the, one of my concerns I've got with it is that they come out the traps flying and they tend to have the best period of the game in the, the kind of first half, which is the complete opposite of what we do. We, we had to maybe really slow getting out of the box at the minute. So, yeah, slightly worried after I'd seen that game last week against Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Scotia is the Italian expert on this podcast. You're just behind him as his assistant. But um, listen to Scotia there. It gives me the fear going to Ivers tomorrow night after that, to be honest. Um, I know you watch a bit of Italian football as well. 
Rangers will, everybody will need to be on their A game tomorrow night. It'll be eights and nines across the board tomorrow night. They have to be. Everyone has to be on it for um, for us to get have a chance of getting anything tomorrow night. What's your thoughts going into tomorrow night? Scotia's not a, he's not a top Italian expert until he's, had a fi- until he's had a failed marriage in Italy. So there's a challenge laid down right now. <laughs> uh, I watched him la- uh, last week. It wasn't last week, two weeks ago, was it? God, I'm getting lost. Aye, two weeks ago, was it? Oh, was it last week? I've lost it week. That was last week. Last week. And Napoli, where I think Scotia sums up frightening. See, going forward, it was just. Scary, scary. I do not want to see that tomorrow night. I want to see them having an off night and just um, us taking the game to them, turn it into a nasty game, a kicking match, whatever they have to do. But if Napoli reach anybody on those heights that they did last week, <sighs> aye, it'll be interesting. Interesting indeed. I'll be, I'll be hopeful if Rangers get if Rangers can get the first goal. That will get that will get the place rocking. Everyone knows it will get the place rocking. I think it'll be like a a weight off our shoulders because I think there's just this kind of depression that everybody's feeling just now because of the results we've had, and it feels like it's exactly what we need is a goal at Ibrox, a big goal at Ibrox just to lift us all, and who knows what could happen. But this is a top team. I laughed when I read that from a few people on Twitter that Napoli were the poor team in the group. That did make me chuckle. Uh, they are frightening and look favourites to top the group, if anything. Um, so, but it's a game. Us and Rangers have done it. We've exhausted this phrase, but you wouldn't be surprised to turn up and get a result tomorrow night. Rangers, I'm not even joking, can get a result tomorrow night. They definitely can. We've seen it. But they will need to play a lot better and have a lot more heart and desire than they've shown this season, fully this season. And I don't just mean... You can take the PSV result. That was good that night. Have they actually shown anything really this season? I don't think so. When you think of the USG game away, Hibs away, there's been a lot of really, really bad performances and they need to flip that tomorrow night and bring the feel-good factor back to the fans. Yeah, Carney, tomorrow night, um, obviously we want to get a result tomorrow night, but the the, the biggest thing, you know, I'll have your say on it before we go into teams and scorelines here. The biggest thing I want to see for Rangers tomorrow night is what Ryan says to his kids every Saturday when they go into the football field. Application, desire, fight, all of that. See if Rangers show that in the park tomorrow and are beaten by the better team. Painful as it is, I can say I'll hold my hands up and go, fair enough. They've tried, they've put it all out in the park. That's what I want tomorrow night from this Rangers team. And I just hope they, they can show us something. That's the that's the big thing for me as well, mate. Uh, there has to be a reaction to the last two performances that we've had because everything that you expect from a Rangers team as a basic before it goes any further to free flowing attacking football, the attitude, the the the, the pride that you should have by wearing a Rangers a Rangers jersey in Europe, uh, it wasn't there. Um, there has to be a reaction. And I'm the same, mate. I, I will be able to take... If Rangers could beat by the better team tomorrow night, but I feel that every single one of them have left everything on that park that they possibly can, then you accept it. You put your hands up and go, look, you're beating by a better team. Um, I mean, I wasn't feeling like... 
I'm, the, I'm always the same. And even I laughed at Ryan when he said that. I'm always the same, granted, again, Rangers can get something from this. If we perform the way we can, if the crowd's on side, etc., then we can get something from this game. And I was thinking that until Scotia told me that they start games very quickly, which immediately gave me the fear because I'm like, we do not. We don't start until the second half and sometimes not even then. So, uh, look, there, there is... Again, I'm kind of painting the wall again of what you guys have already said. Every single player is going to need to be on it. Gio's going to need to get it spot on as well. We're going to need to get everything correct because they're a very, very good team. Uh, there is no easy games. Now, we're in the Champions League. This is the top table. This is where we want to be. Uh, there isn't going to be easy games, but it's time that the players... Show a wee bit about themselves. Show how try and show how much you actually believe, and show the fans that you actually want to do this, and you're not here just for the the cliches that will get flung at them. That you're only here for a paycheck. You're only here because nobody else wanted to sign you. All all the same thing. It's now all over to over to them, and it's very much up to Rangers to let us be entertained. Let us get a wee bit of pride, a wee bit of spring back in our step because it's been so tough, man, the past couple of weeks. And yeah, I think, I mean, if the, the league was to end right now and everything was to finish, I think you would look back and over, you would analyse it the way Ryan said that we haven't been great. We haven't started the season well at all. And I'm always, always still going to come back to, I don't really understand what, Geo's try to do at any point. I generally don't. I don't understand the tactics. I don't understand what we try and do and how we set up, whether it's this horseshoe or whatever, but there has to be some form of adjustment. He can't go out and line up the way he lined up against Ajax. Um, something will have to change because if he does the same thing, he will get the same result, in my opinion, no matter how loud, no matter how up for it Ibrox is. So tomorrow night is a tough game. However, we're Rangers fans. We'll always give another chance, uh, and we we are wanting we are wanting this team to succeed. Every single player to succeed, even Brandon. Yes, I even wanted him to succeed, but he didn't. Uh, anyway, separate story. But this is um, it's now over to Geo and the team. They have to deliver tomorrow night. They have to give us something to get going with. If it starts off the way against the Diax, Ibrox will be as flat as you like. Yeah, they need, they need to give us a performance tomorrow night because if they don't give us the performance that we, we look for tomorrow night, regardless of the result, the performance Saturday won't be very good at Ibrox going to Dungeon United. Um, but yeah, hope, hopefully we see what we've seen in European nights at Ibrox going back to last year. Um, we'll be with the team, so hopefully they'll be with us. But Teams and scores before we end here, lads. We'll come to the Italian expert for Scotia. What's your team to stop this Napoli team? Hang on, the Italian right. expert's Ryan. Did we not just establish that the Italian <laughs> expert is Ryan? I mean, come on. <laughs> well, Scotia knows his Italian gins as well. Does Ryan know his Italian oh. gins? Oh, <laughs> 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 right, Scotia. Team right. and score, first goal score after us one. Right, my team's McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Davies, Barisic, Lundstrom, Sands, Tillman, Matondo, Cholak, and I really hope he plays Morelos. Right. I think no rank No, I, I, I would drop Kent, to be honest, so I'm putting Morelos in, but I know that won't happen. Um, I am delighted score. with that, Scotia. I'm delighted you've said that, by the way. <laughs> 
Um, score, yeah, I've got the fear. If, if, like, if we don't do what um, sort of Carney was alluding to there in terms of putting in a wee bit of um, passion and, and fight and determination into the game, then I fear it could be a another battering for us. But let's be positive. I'll go 2-1 Rangers, Tillman, first goal scorer. I like it. Different. Um, right, Italian expert number two, Ryan, team, line up. Let's go. Hi, Te- Teddy Bear nailed it. Absolutely nailed it with that comment. You are correct. Um, I am going to go with something similar. I'm going McGregor, Tav, Colton, Ben Davies. I'm going Yilmaz. I'm going Lundstrom. Lundstrom and Sands sitting. I'm going Matondo on the left, Tillman, Scott Wright, and Morelos, he has to change it. I'm going Morelos up top. I hate saying that because I do. I love Cholak and I think he's. I think Morelos has to earn his right, but this is his opportunity to earn his right. So I'm going Morelos up top. A lot of rusty legs in there, but um, that's the team I'm going with. And I'll go 2 1 Rangers. Lundstrom to score first. Okay. I'll go last. Uh... Carney, I'm very surprised if you have a hat trick here and you've dropped Kent as well, but your team score and first goal score. So mine is half kind of what I want and half what I think you actually do. That's it's kind of all, mold, as well. all yeah. molded into the one, really. So McGregor, Tavenier, Goldson, Davies, Yilmaz, Lundstrom, Sands, Tillman, Matondo, Kent, and Morelos. Uh, I agree. If, if Morelos is going want, wants to make a bounce back, then what a night to bounce to bounce back this would be. Um, just him to be the battering ram, him to be the rampaging buffalo that we know he can be. Um, and if Gio is going to stand true to his word, then he's going to we're going to believe what Gio's telling us about Alfredo Morelos. Then play him. Um, I'm going two one Rangers. Alfredo Morelos to score first. Three positive ones. Right, I'm I'm going Shagger, Tav, Goldson. I'm also going Davies. It's interesting we've all said that at centre half. Barisic for me. I know you two boys said Gilmaz. I think you can drop Barisic, my best player the last couple of games. Um, Lundstrom. What you were saying, Carney, there, I would play Sands. Me and Scotch had a discussion in the pub the other night. I would push Sands forward. I don't think he will. I think he'll play Davies there. Um, Tillman just in front. And I'm going a front three. Cholak through the middle because I think he's earned it. Kent, one side. And I'm going to bring Scott Arfield on the other side, who can tuck in a wee bit and let Tav run down that wing. So that is my team. I'm going to keep the positivity. I'm going 2-1 Rangers as well. And I am going to go Ryan Kent, first goal scorer. So that is a four positive ways to end the podcast we've all said Rangers will win so that's what we do it's what we do guys that's what we do that's quite a perfect way to end as well buff scoring would be moist it certainly would (laughs) (laughs) I would love that I'd love I'd love Mirelos to to score the win I'll do the celebration I'll do the celebrations to you Carney as well Um, yeah it's um, that's been quite a podcast tonight just over an hour but um, yeah, it's down to you tomorrow night, Rangers. It's um, we'll be with you, like I say, but it's down to you to show reaction and um, show what you're all about. So, I would like to thank my guests tonight. First of all, Scott Carney, thank you for coming on. 
Yeah, pleasure, mate. Good to have you back, mate. Good to have the old band back together, as they say. <laughs> uh, very much. Um, I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen tomorrow night. Of course, I'm going to be excited, and of course, I'm going to get the buzz as soon as it comes around. And that these pods always help, kind of put your your Rangers head back on. Uh, but it's a uh, it's very much over to Rangers now. It's over to Gio and the players. Um, thank you again, everybody, for involved in the comments. Always good. And uh, yes, play up the famous Glasgow Rangers. Jim Sloan, you're a madman. You've just an eighty ten pounds. You're not a. <laughs> um, thank you, Jim. <laughs> thank you, Jim. Mate. That's that's incredible. Thank you so much. But yes, uh, play up the famous Glasgow Rangers. Yeah, thanks very much, Jim. That's that's, that's outstanding. Um, Scotia, thanks very much for coming on. The Italian stallion will be calling you for now on. So um, I look forward to seeing in the pub, no doubt, before the game tomorrow. And we will be going along sharpish because of that club, Dick. Yeah, cheers. I'll see you tomorrow. Although I was thinking the, the under-19s play up at Fort Hill in the afternoon. So I'm yeah. considering maybe going to that. I think that was seven quid. Um, so maybe go along to that. Because that should be good to see see the younger players. Right. Not a good shout. And last but not least, the other Italian expert on this podcast, Ryan um, I may see you tomorrow night, I may not, but I'll wave to you for the club deck anyway. Yes, mate, you wave to me. I'm having withdrawals um, of the lack of holiday pictures on social media from you, so Rangers <laughs> being back Rangers being back is very well-timed. That's kind of mitigating that, that loss for me, but yes, looking forward to tomorrow and what a feeling, boys, it would be if we could just get a result tomorrow night. Yeah, if you subscribe to my OnlyFans, Ryan, you'll see all the photos from my holidays, so you'll need to do Already that. I'm, I'm the one subscriber, Ali. Oh, you're the one? I wondered who that was. <laughs> but no, thanks to the boys. Thanks to everyone in the comments. Um, since I've obviously come back for holiday, but we've surpassed, as Carney said, the 3K, which we're looking for. We're way past it now, actually, so it's fantastic. Um, all the donations from, from people, which I've seen on holiday, one of the guys donated 50 quid, which is outrageous to be honest to the four of us and every time we're out and about Scotia at the weekend I met somebody in the subway so it's happening on a regular basis but no thanks very much and we we appreciate the support but we have been Club at 22 the Rangers podcast and we will come back with a match reaction tomorrow night good night Podcast Network.